1: You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to Business Women Australia podcast. The podcast for ambitious women who are serious about business success and leadership development. Keen to increase their knowledge and skills. Welcome to episode 7 of Business women australia podcast i'm your host anne-marie cross the podcasting queen Have you ever been in a situation that had you completely at a standstill? In fact, you wondered how on earth you were going to get through this setback. My guest today is a firm believer in staying positive, and she believes it is better to try and fail than not to try at all. So sharing her insights today is Tanuja Sanders, and she is going to help us to find opportunities in the setbacks that we experience. Tanuja is a renowned project manager with over 25 years of experience Experience working in the engineering field that has earned her quite a reputation as a completions manager and a hard taskmaster having delivered projects with cumulative value in excess of 10 billion Australian dollars throughout her career in pursuit of a more sustainable lifestyle and to expand her envelope to embrace her other passions and skill sets she started her entrepreneur within the food industry by becoming an olive oil producer her business The Safia Olive Company has a niche with their exotic range of infused olive oils, table olives and duca that are now sold through various WA supermarket outlets such as Farmer Jacks, IGA Stores, The Herdsman, Spud Shed and other gourmet outlets. Now on today's show, Tanuja is going to share, learn to love, believe in yourself because that is the key to your success. Stay positive as everything that happens in your life happens to be the best thing that's happening at the time, and it is better to try and fail than not to try at all. So welcome to the show, Tanuja. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thanks for having me. You have had so many incredible experiences in your career and engineering field and now in your own business, now in the Safia Olive Company, which is the infused olive oils. Lots of highlights and insights that you'll be sharing today, particularly around overcoming setbacks and challenges. So often we hear the success stories, and we're certainly going to hear your success story too, but often the conversation doesn't delve into the setbacks, the challenges, challenges that we've overcome. And let's face it, in our entrepreneurial journey and in business, there often can be setbacks. And if we let them stop us, we'll never get to achieve the goal that we set ourselves. Yes,
0: that's correct. Anne Marie, I mean, setbacks and challenges, I always look at them to say that they are opportunities to Mm -hmm. continue personal and professional development. I mean, if it wasn't for setbacks and challenges life would stagnate i mean every one of us face challenges every day of our lives and sometimes we ask ourselves why me Mm -hmm. why is it happening to me you know the fact is that being the recipients of these challenges we are in fact blessed you know it is a blessing that The superpower has so much confidence in your abilities to cope that he throws these challenges on you, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and truly, I mean, looking back into my life journey, I would say each of my setbacks that I've faced have been the best things that ever happened to me because that's what has made me who I am today.
1: Let's talk about learning to love, believing in yourself, because that's the key to success. When you think about some of the setbacks that you've been able to work through, were these, you know, learning to love and believing in yourself, these are obviously very important to you, yes?
0: It is true, Anne-Marie, but that's not all how I started. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was one of those girls who who had very, very low self-esteem and, and didn't believe in myself until I had the opportunity to have a very good hard look at myself of where I'm going, what I'm doing, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, it happens to all of us, the best of us, you know, and it's very, very important that someone said to me once, you know, why should anyone love you if you don't love yourself? And it is so true. I learned to love myself and believe and trust in myself. Only then did my journey through success start. Until that time, I found myself stuck. I had to pull myself out of that to be able to taste have the taste of success
1: Mm, I love that now Tanuja for many of us who are experiencing that you know that inner doubt and that inner confidence and that inner self-belief it's not yet at a level where it really can support us and pull us forward and you, you you obviously had a conversation with someone who said you know what if you don't love yourself you don't believe in yourself how can you expect others to and you had that mindset shift or an awareness that hang on I need to start changing my beliefs and myself and also my mindset were there some other things that you did too to support you in in developing that because sometimes it's easy to say look this is what you need to start doing but if we've been following you know a a, a belief or having a belief for quite some time it can take a little bit of time to change can't it
0: yes it does take some time but again it has it is it's it's a choice of transformation you Mm. have to believe That whatever happens in life happens for a reason and for a very good reason. It's not because you're being punished or it's because you're not loved. It is none of those. It's, in fact, the opposite. You know, growing up, you know, little girl, I faced really big setbacks in my life. And one of the leadership courses I attended the trainer asked us to share our most vulnerable moments within our group and in doing so he was of the of the opinion that by sharing our vulnerable moments we would remove the roadblocks that is holding us back from achieving our potential it is so important that we do that and that's where we can change what is called a baggage or our uh, insecurities into something into as a learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, It becomes a learning. You can derive a learning from everything, all your experiences. Take an example. As a child, I um, was a victim of child abuse. Mm -hmm. I was only five or six years of age, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it, it, you know, nobody deserves that. It is unfortunate when it happens. And, you know, my mother, who was not in a position, I don't think she was in a position or mindset to be able to protect me. Yeah. And looking back into her life, she was the youngest of three daughters to my grandmother, who was widowed very young, you mm. know, and and um, uh, she must have had a very, very tough life. Uh, a widowed woman bringing up three daughters in India in an era when men were very dominating. Mm -hmm. I mean, it must have been very tough. So no wonder she carried a lot of baggage with her. But unfortunately, she didn't attend or address her issues. So she couldn't she was not in a position to protect us, you know. So in my 40s, when I, you know, opened up and took up some courage to share with my parents my ordeal, my Mom actually showed no surprise. She actually said she knew about it, you mm. know, and to me, it bothered me at that time that response from her mm-hmm. it It was yeah. like, if you knew, how come you did not protect me yes. you know um and 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 then the penny dropped, you know the penny dropped that um uh, perhaps she has been through similar ordeals in her life that she never addressed them and hence she couldn't protect me you know Mm -hmm. i always wonder how the victims become the worst perpetrators it is it is amazing you know a daughter-in-law who's had a very tough mother-in-law it turns out to be the worst mother-in-law herself Mm -hmm. if she doesn't address her issues you know so In reality, why am I sharing all this with you all is to see what opportunity did that setback create for me, Mm -hmm. you know? So it became the foundation stone of my dream. My dream was to be a powerful woman in a male-dominated environment. I wanted to be very powerful. And that was my dream as a young girl. And I pushed myself. I think I pushed myself. I studied engineering. I got myself scholarship in one of the toughest uh, exams and uh, and well-known universities, Indian Institute of Technology. And and I, I did very well, you know, and. Um, And and another thing I learned out of that setback was that I have this heightened sense of safety. I can smell danger from Mm. distance, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. and and many other things I learned what not to do from my parents as much as what to do in life, you know, Mm. so they are all learnings. And, um, you know, I I guess your body responds in a funny way, Um, you know, it has its own self-built mechanisms of, um, of of protection, you know. Yes. So I broke out with psoriasis from head to toe, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's an autoimmune disorder uh, led by stress, I guess. So mm-hmm. I was a teenager and I guess it was my way of not feeling attractive enough or, or attracted by uh, the male gender, you see. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was a self-protection mechanism that I had built myself looking back but then I had very low self-esteem you know so you can never win there, you know. So,
1: <laughs> And look, what a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, that, and being so transparent. I mean, when we hear your story, I mean, what a, just a horrendous for a young child to experience. Yet what I hear in your story is that you really had that inner strength and you made that decision. And how often that it is, the difference between someone being able to move through such an incredibly difficult setback was the decision and, you know what, I am not going to allow this cycle to continue in an actual fact. Uh, you know, I- I'm going to make a change and often it is that decision, isn't it? To yeah. what action am I going to take? Am I going to continue the, the cycle? Am I going to continue allowing the setback to define who I am or am I going to take this opportunity with both hands and turn it into an opportunity and your career and the story that you just shared about you know being in a male-dominated industry and doing so well um, is just testament to you you know making that decision and, and taking that right action step. Staying positive is very important and obviously positivity has been important for you too right throughout that experience and also how you you tackled and continue to work forward. Speak a little bit more about that, because in situations of setback and and often such incredible challenges that challenge you to the core, it can be hard to stay positive, can't it?
0: It is, but again, you have to believe that whatever is happening is happening for the best. If you have that absolute blindfolded belief system that says. Whatever is happening, that is the best thing that is happening to you, you will get through it and always see the opportunity that it is creating or be open. Only if you're positive, are you then a recipient of those opportunities and opportunities come to everyone. You have to be in the right mindset to be able to receive them Mm. or or to acknowledge them and, and do something with them you yes. know, so there are so many setbacks. I mean, did it stop there? No, absolutely not. You know, we moved to Australia and my son was nine months old at the time. I was married. I had a arranged marriage. It's quite foreign in Western world to mm. know that uh, educated women like me well, I had an arranged marriage. But, you know, at that time, that's a norm. And I settled for an arranged marriage. And my husband happened to have a migration visa to Australia. So mm. that was exciting to yeah. me because, you know, I I couldn't see that for me to make my dream come true to be a powerful woman in my profession. In India, I couldn't see light at the end of the tunnel. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, so male-dominated and sexual harassment was so massive and prevalent there. I thought maybe moving to Australia would be, great. Perhaps I'll have a better chance here, you know. But then I found myself in a situation where I'm in a foreign country with no friends and family around you. And I was in a very abusive marriage. Mm -hmm. So after going through domestic violence, criminal courts, you know, he was charged with 14 charges of assault in, in Melbourne. He wasn't convicted though. And I walked away from that marriage and at that time, believe it or not, I was finishing up my master's by research in coal gasification in power generation. And I completed that in spite of all the turmoil that I was going through and I was offered a job with a engineering consultancy firm in Perth, GHD, Black and Wage And uh, I took that job and I moved here in June 1996. My son was uh, four year old at the time. And, uh, you know, after I moved here, he has never seen his father ever after that. You know, the man disappeared out of the country because he didn't want to pay child support. Wow. And, you know, I saw the opportunity. In spite of me being totally, utterly financially broke and emotionally broke, I still saw the opportunity. The opportunity to me at that time was to create some stability in my son's life. It's unfair that he was pushed into that sort of unstable situation. And, and, and to create that opportunity, uh, to create some stability was my main goal at the Mm -hmm. time. So I decided not to pursue my ex for any money or any child support, because in that I saw that there was some stability I could offer my son. And really, I always was a believer that what is yours will always find its way back to you. Mm -hmm. And what is not yours, even if you build, put it in the safest um, safe in the world, it will find its way to leave you if it's not yours so you know I always had this confidence that if he owed me or if he if, if life universe owes me it will find its way back to me so don't stress about it just keep working at it and you'll get there you know so that's the attitude I always have in life and money lost can always be earned
1: but time lost is lost forever so don't wait for anything just keep going Hmm. Oh, to new joke! If I we could only see each other face to face, I would just lean over and give you such a big hug. What an absolute inspiration that that you are through share, sharing your story. When you look back, I mean, I can really see and, and and understand that there was determination, there was tenacity there, there was real resilience. I think you know that um, had you look at these things, these situations, and and work through them. Did you also find that you? at that stage we're able to get people around you to support you or or, or tell us a little bit about that because sometimes we often go through a lot of these setbacks thinking we're the only people that are experiencing these kind of things and not having support to be able to talk about them did you have support systems then
0: you know at that time coming from India I only had friendships within the Indian community and unfortunately because I dared to be different I was not a stereotype Indian woman, subservient to their husband, and I went through divorce. Mm. I basically found myself alone and lonely because all my friends shunned me. You know, they didn't want anything to do with me. And I then made expanded my friendships to include people from all backgrounds. And I embraced them, and they were such angels, my work colleagues, people that I was surrounded with at that time. They were such support to me. They gave mm-hmm. me some words of wisdom, you know, and, and and there are always angels that come from, you know, they're human beings, but they're angels at that time mm-hmm. um, in that role because they give you that support, helping hand, and positivity to keep going, you know. And that's what I received from the community, from my work colleagues, from people that I met in Perth at the time. And the outreach group, the domestic violence outreach group in Melbourne, they were tracking me constantly. And they, you know, they they invited me to come and talk to them once after a few years. And I did. And they asked me a question, their director asked me a question, said, what did you do different to other women? Because we seem to help a lot of women, but they seem to come back with, into, uh, with the same problems, different relationships mm-hmm. all the time. But what did you do different? I answered them saying that, you know, I took the opportunity to have a very good, hard look at myself and address my insecurities that were contributing to my failed relationships and marriage I also gave myself time to heal Mm. you know not just jump into another relationship you know and only when I started to make you know love myself believe and trust in myself I met this wonderful man my current husband he's an American Mm. who came to build a power plant from America for which I was a lead design engineer and 15 days intimacy that was it all it took for (laughs) us to decide to get married and you know that happened because I learned Mm. to believe and trust in
1: myself and my choices you know so oh and how long have you been how long are you celebrating now being together 20 years you know so (laughs) uh,
0: yes it's just over 19 years of marriage now so yeah so it's pretty pretty amazing how the life journey takes you through various challenges, Mm. you know, so yeah
1: wow what an incredible story and you know the last point that you'd love to share some insights around you know it's better to try and fail than not to try at all i mean the lesson that the insights that you've shared around your personal life i'm sure you are leveraging them in your day-to-day business dealings as as well and if you didn't take that long look at yourself and really gave yourself time to heal you would never have opened yourself up to opportunities to find love again you're now nearly so celebrating 20 years, 1920 years with your current husband. So had you not taken that time, you would you may not be, you know, where you are today. Let's talk a little bit about better to try to fail than not try at all. Because so many of us are scared of failure, aren't we?
0: Yes. I mean that's that's the biggest uh mistake entrepreneurs do. I mean, procrastinate, you know, mm. they, they're scared of failure, so they procrastinate. By not trying at all, you basically are losing time and time lost is lost forever. Money lost, however, you can always earn it back. So I I always tell That the way I handle my business is I always create a sense of urgency. And in creating sense of urgency and timeframes, I am able to meet certain outcomes. And and those outcomes, I do them in manageable chunks and always do it in manageable chunks that give you immediate outcomes, because those immediate outcomes actually will tell you if you're on right track or not. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you do it in manageable. Don't overwhelm yourself by taking a big leap into your business. Celebrate small achievements and learn from the failures that you can always cope with so you don't drown yourself. And in that manner, you actually start making progress in the right direction.
1: Yes, perfect. So when you went from then transitioning from an engineering role, project management role, through to your now current company working in infused olive oils, tell us, what what was it that had you kind of be interested in in that industry was it because you enjoyed eating or or consuming the infused olive oils we'd just love to get a bit of insights into how you transitioned from engineering into infused olive oil
0: you know it's interesting how it all started I mean just to be able to start engineering consultancy, why did I start engineering consultancy? Mm -hmm. Um, It all started with a setback. The setback was that I lost the job with GHD, you know, Mm -hmm. and that put me on a journey to say, I, I felt devastated. I absolutely felt devastated when I lost the job. You know, I said to myself, I will never ever put myself in a position where I'm so much dependent on that one thing in life, you know. Mm. So I said, let me start my own consultancy. And at any given time, I should have two or three or more clients. So you don't have all eggs in one basket. So that was my main reason why I started my entrepreneurial journey as an engineering consultant and traveled the world, and I've done projects, I grew into project manager, I studied business, you know, graduate certificate business management, I earned myself credentials, and did projects, and what a journey that was, and in that time frame, I actually bought this property in Bunbury area, Western Australia, Mm -hmm. 100 acres land, and we built up dream home and then we planted 2500 olive trees just purely because they look good you know they (laughs) look lovely in an open Mm. paddock that was the reason we planted these trees and the tree started fruiting right Mm -hmm. they they started (laughs) as they do And then I didn't know, I just, uh, I plucked one fruit, put it in my mouth, and it was horrible. I (laughs) said, what am I going to do with this, you know? (laughs) So, my Italian gardener showed me how to make table olives and, you know, how to pickle the olives. And growing up as a child, you know, I spoke about my grandma before, right? She was of the opinion that girls' place was in the kitchen mm-hmm. and girls were born to serve men. That was her her belief system. I didn't like her very much, but, you know, at that young age, mm-hmm. I had no choice. I had to learn to cook. And funnily enough, cooking became my passion and, and my skill set. My friends and family, they call me a food chemist. They think, <laughs> you know, I cook wonderfully and I can mm-hmm. throw parties and entertain people quite well you see so I took that a skill set of mine and I was able to create this wonderful unique product range within and and we started the company the Satya olive company I became one of the best table olive makers I make very unique table olives uh, Tuka and I started this whole new range of infused oils of olive oils which i don't think anyone some of the some of them uh, that i make i don't think anyone in this world makes them oh, and they yeah. were the infused olive oil range that i started um, with our su- uh, company the satya olive company mm-hmm. and you know you were saying at the, about why did i start that business why am i putting so much effort mm-hmm. you know i always wanted of was of the opinion that sustainability is important not just in your own lifestyle, but in anything you do and around your community, sustainability is very, very is key to everything in life. Mm. And I found myself that as an engineering consultancy business in 2013, end of 2013, early 2014, when the ma- mining boom came to an end in Australia, suddenly we had no contracts through our consultancy. Absolutely, not one or two clients. we had no clients oh, okay. um and mm. this is not just in Australia. In fact, the problem was is global and continuing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean engineering industry it has its worst time at the moment, you know it's picking up slightly, but so I found myself. we have no contracts, no sort of sustainability there, so I then ventured, I then suddenly saw the opportunity in my olive industry and by then we were getting commercial our uh, oil we were making was in four digit numbers as a wow Hmm. here it is here it is you know and i by developing this unique range i says this will develop a sustainable business model which will which is recession proof it can it can give us some sort of uh, cash flow in our business and and also return on this huge investment I had made on on the olive farm. And, you know, I saw the opportunity and I grabbed that opportunity. And in a very, very short time, I have now uh, penetrated into 15 supermarkets within five months. And my target is to have our products on the shelf uh, of 30 supermarkets by end of the year. So look, timeframes are important. You've got to give yourself a timeframe. You know, I heard one of your podcasts where you said vision without execution is hallucination. Hmm. It is so true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? <laughs>
1: You can visualise till the cows come home or to the olive trees fruit. You have to do something with the olives, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There was a time when I was saying, okay, let me just pump out the swimming pool and fill up with oil and maybe I'll go swimming in the swimming pool uh, with oil in it, you know, and have the biggest oil bath around.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Oh, just amazing. I think we can have you back on another show to to see how you are uh, really kicking those milestones getting into supermarkets because I know that that can be a challenge in and of itself. Uh, to compete against so many other brands that are vying for placement with, you know, across various supermarket and chains. So, I mean, you are just a woman on fire. I mean, really, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today, you know, sharing some of those incredibly vulnerable moments. But I think in your sharing of that you really do empower others who perhaps have experienced similar, you know, similar journey to what you have, that really when you put your mind to something, you make that decision that you know what, I'm going to love myself and honor myself because I am lovable and I'm honorable and you set your goals and your sights and you take that action, that consistent action, you really can achieve whatever your heart desires so thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing that now again for everybody who would love to sample some of these what sounds like incredible olive oils and table olives and uh, duca, so farmer jacks iga stores the herdsman spud shed and other gourmet outlets yes are there any other uh, places that we can uh, go and see and, and and purchase your oils
0: Online. You can purchase it online through our website, www.sathyaoliveco.com. Again, www.sathyaoliveco.com. You should be able to uh, make an
1: online purchase. Perfect. And of course, we'll put all of those details on the show notes. S-A-T-H-Y-A Olive Co. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie, it was a pleasure. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I mean, what an incredible journey. What an incredible woman. What an incredible story. Thank you, Januja, for sharing that. Now, if you want to find out more about Business Women Australia and how to become part of this dynamic collective of leaders and learners so you can gain the knowledge and the skills to help you succeed in business and in life, go to businesswomenaustralia.com.au. That's businesswomenaustralia.com.au. Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast i'm also giving you my step by step podcast production workflow checklist including the tools i use as well as a checklist of no cost and low cost tools to get you started to access go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training that's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training